Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another faith-building message by Pastor David Entry. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. May your knowledge of Jesus Christ increase as you listen. Be blessed. This year certainly is a year where we will see a special grace from God. We are not ordinary people. We are different. We are the people of God. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9, particularly says, we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a special and unusual. We are unique people. We are unique. We are in the world, but we are not part of the world system. So our economy is governed by the heavenly system, heavenly economy. Mm-hmm. Our testimonies is guaranteed by what is happening in heaven, not by how we feel. The security of our future is determined not by the conditions on earth, but is determined by the goodness of God, is determined from heaven. That is why we are a praying people. That's why we pray. That's why we fast. Because when we pray, we are tapping into our heavenly resources. And heaven always responds. Heaven always reacts. Heaven always answers when the people of heaven or the people who are not of this earth. We are in the earth. We are in the world. But we are not of the world. First John chapter 5. First John chapter 5, verse 3, before we read from John chapter 17. First John chapter 5, verse 3, the Bible says, For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. He said, this is the love of God. You remember we spoke about how Jesus said, if you love me, you obey my commandments. Here, we can see it clearly, verse 3 of 1 John chapter 5, that this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. That commandments not being grievous means it's not baked in some. It's not too much that you can't do it. The commandments of God is not something that is so much, oh, this is, ah, pastor, it's hard, it's too, it's hard, it's hard. Stop saying it's hard. It's your heart that is hard. Mm-hmm. It's your hardened heart that makes the commandments of God hard. Because he said it clearly, he says that this is the love of God that we obey or we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not hard, are not complex, are not undoable, are not so difficult, are not so hard. His commandments. Sister, brother, you can live for Jesus properly. You can abandon this um, uh, puppet type of believer's life where you are living a life that you don't have. Where you are screaming, but it's just in your room. 
is not passing. Your prayer doesn't pass through the ceiling. Why? Because you are actually not walking with God. He says that if you love him, you obey his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. Look at the, the next verse. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. If you are really born of God, you can do what the world is working against. Mm-hmm. Whatsoever is born of God. So the truth is, the way you are so soft on this, your hardness, hardened heart and sinful state. Let me show you. One of the signs of somebody whose heart is not soft towards God is they find problems with church very quickly. Mm-hmm. Every time they have something uh, I'm not happy with this or somebody said this and I didn't like this or this man, his prayer was too loud his prayer was too loud his, 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 his singing was too much um, the timing is not good uh, nowadays we do it too late and this is that and do we have to meet every day complaining to others, why are we praying every day? why are we praying every day? You two, why are you eating every day? Uh-huh. why are you eating every day? why are you watching TV? Why are you, why are you on your phone every day? Mm. Look at the number of times you go on your phone. If God can even have a fraction of that in your life, your life will be amazing, amazingly full of God. So the people who complain, why are we praying every day? Why are we pray? Ask them, has anybody forced you to pray? <laughs> Ask them, is anyone forcing you? Don't pray. Why, we, why do you have to give to church? Is anybody forcing you to give? Don't give. Do I have to pay my tithe? Is anybody forcing you to give your tithe? Don't give. Oh, every time they say evangelism, they say, is anybody forcing you to evangelize? Don't do it. And keep fasting and see where it will take you to. <laughs> there is everything. When you are a part of a family, it is not too much. If your mother tells you, can you put some drinks in the fridge? Well, it's not too much work. Mm. If you're part of a family, it is not too much. If you are asked to clean the bathroom, if you're part of a family, it is not too much. If you're asked to just wash the sink and the toilet, mm-hmm. it's not too much. Or put restocks and toilet roll on the uh, roll. It's not too much work. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The days of victimhood Christianity are over. Amen. Amen. Always people have to pamper you, beg you to come to church, beg you to do something for God, beg you to do this, beg you, beg you. Those days are fast over. Amen. The Bible says that for whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Have you seen how faith is directly connected to loving God and obeying his word? Because he said, if you love God, you will keep his commandments. And his commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. The worldly things that are going to make his commandment grievous to you, he said, you have what it takes to overcome the world. And he said, this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. So there is a direct correlation between our faith and our love for God. If you have faith in God, you love him. If you love God, you have faith in God. And if you love God, it will show you in the way you obey his commandment. In other words, how can you say you're a woman of faith, you're a man of faith, and you're not obeying God's commandments? God issues it. You know, sometimes our charismatic move has reduced faith to means to claim. Yeah. You know, so it's like a vending machine. You put in a coin and you get a cook. So our most faith 
is exercise to get from God. But from this text, you can see that faith is a love exercise. Okay. In Galatians 5, 6, it talks about how faith works by love. Faith worketh by love. So for you to be in faith and stay in faith, you must be in love. For you to be in love means you are someone who keeps the commandments and the instructions of God. May I ask mm. you something, my brothers and sisters? Is there, is, there, is, there, is there a possibility that God is giving you instructions you are not obeying? Mm. And you want him to take orders from you? Mm. Because I am fasting. Because I have faith. It's not faith. Yeah. There's no love for God motivating it. Yeah. Is somebody getting something? Yes, sir. yes, please. Your faith is necessary for your victory. But your faith is not a standalone activity or event or projection. Your faith is a function of your love, which is determined by your willingness to obey. So, in other words, Anyone who is walking in faith will always be obeyed. By faith, Abraham, when he was asked to move, obeyed. Mm. Obeyed. Faith in God is obedient. Now, let me say this as well. Anytime a person has faith, it will always produce a certain type of action in us, which is our faith in God makes us behave in a certain way towards God. So anyone who has genuine faith towards God obeys God. There's a corresponding changed life. There's a corresponding behavior, behavioral pattern when you are a person walking by faith. So when you're walking by faith, it shows in your behavior. It begins to change you before it begins to even show results. You cannot trust God and disobey him. When you trust God, that means you are walking in obedience with him. That means that I, God, I trust you. God, I trust you. I see God helping us all in Jesus' name. Amen. John chapter 17, verse 6. Jesus said, I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were. And thou givest them to me, and they have kept thy word. They belong to you. You gave them to me, and they have kept your word. The people you have given to me out of the world. So he's saying that out of the many people, millions of people in the world, God selected some. And you know, is it not good news that you are one of the some? Amen. Hallelujah. God selected some and gave us to Jesus. And when he gave us to Jesus, Jesus said, they have kept your word. Look at verse 9. When I saw this this morning, it really jumped at me again. For such a powerful scripture that I've never really noticed it in the way I'm noticing it. I pray for them. I pray not for the world. Oh! <laughs> But there are a lot of church meetings we are praying for the world. Mm. 
He says that I, I don't I have no prayer for the world. No, 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 no. <laughs> he said those who are not in Christ, they are not they are not covered by my prayers. Hmm. The heaven's insurance doesn't cover those who are not part of the body. It's serious. He says that I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are dying. Only these people I'm praying for, only those in the church, only those who are born again, they are the ones I'm praying for. So you see why I started by saying, we are not the world. Once you begin to behave worldly, you have moved yourself from under his prayer cover. Because worldliness is moving you out of Christ's prayer cover. He said, I do not pray for the world. Anyone who goes to the world, he has moved himself out of my prayer. He said, I pray for the ones that you have given me. These people, I pray for them. Can you imagine? He used a whole chapter to pray for them. That's serious. Whilst a lot of people who receive miracles from Jesus and blessings from Jesus, he just prayed one verse prayer. Some of them doesn't even get to one verse. They did that heal. So you see that. And Jesus said to him, be thou healed and go your way. So the go your way is not even part of it. It's the be thou healed. That prayer is just be thou healed. A whole chapter, only a third of the chapter is for to answer people's prayer, to, do, to pray for people and deal with them. But guess what? When he came to us, he spent a whole chapter. A verse. A whole chapter. John chapter 17 is the chapter of Jesus' prayer not for the world. My point here is that Jesus prayed for us and not for the world. There's a distinction between you and the world. You and I are already have been covered by prayer that didn't cover the world. So when the world is going through some things, we can rest assured that we are not supposed to go through that because we have already been covered by Hallelujah. So people are losing their jobs. Oh no, that's not nice at all. Oh, we pray that God help these people. But you know that's for you. You are not, you are not, you are not part of the. You see, when people in general are suffering something, because of Christ's priesthood prayer, you can believe and release your faith that you will not and cannot and must not suffer the way they are suffering. Amen. So what happens, Pastor? So what happens if I suffer? If you can just get to the constitution of God and stand on it in prayer and by faith. Because it's in the constitution that he prayed for us, not for the world. Let me finish it and show you something. Um, Verse 14 says that I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Don't be surprised when people don't like you because you're a Christian. It's not that they are bad people, just that the world hates us. Is in the fallen human nature to hate God and the people of God. It's natural. He said, the world, anytime you choose not to do it the way the world do, is doing it, they'll be angry with you. Some of them will hate you without a cause, unjustifiably. And he says that, look at verse 15. I do not pray that thou should take them out of the world, but that thou should keep them from the evil one. That's the point. You see the prayer is praying now. He said, I'm not praying to take them out of the world, but God, keep them even whilst they are from the evil. Keep them from evil. 
anything, wickedness of men, armed robbery, all those things, the wickedness of men. We have to always believe that God, I remember this prayer, keep me from the evil in this world. Amen. Keep me from the evil. And then begin to walk by faith. No, when people are saying, hey, there is a casting down, you can see there is a lifting up. Why? Because God has prayed for me. Christ has prayed for me. I'm operating under the cover. Maybe, listen, they will tell you, in your family line, people never do well in life. In your family, people, listen, 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 listen. You are different. Why? Because Jesus has prayed for you. Amen. You are different. You can't suffer what people, unbelievers in your family are suffering. So, pastor, sometimes people suffer. Yeah, they may suffer because they, may, they might have not stumbled across this and to start to enforce it in prayer. So prayer is prayer. When we begin to enforce the word of God, speak the word of God, pray the word of God. So the good news is whoever is born of God overcomes the world. We are not of this world. We have been covered by the blood of Christ and Jesus has prayed for us. So don't be afraid. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 31, he says that by faith, Rahab the harlot did not perish with those who did not believe. You can't join the team. You are a believer. You are a woman of faith. Mm -hmm. A woman of faith. If they say some people will not marry, you don't know about that. Yes, yes, yes. You don't know about that. Rahab did not perish with those who didn't believe. She was one of them, but her faith exempted her. She was living amongst them, but they didn't know that this woman has connected. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Yeah. Remember, by faith, Rahab did not perish. You shouldn't perish. Walk by faith. Stay on faith. Trust God. Obey him. Remember, I told you, well, if it's faith, then that means you love God. If you love God, that means you keep his commandment. Mm. Everything is connected. And what by You won't perish. Listen, you will not perish. Okay? People are losing their jobs, not you. Yes, yes, yes. yes. People, people are not getting jobs, not you. Yes, amen. You will get more than a job. Amen. You will have to choose which one you prefer because may heaven bring you office. Amen. Oh, uh, it's difficult to find a wife, not you. Not at all. Find a husband, not you. Not at all. Buy a house, not you. It's difficult not to misbehave and backslide, not you. Yes, yes, yes. You are walking by faith. You are walking in love. You are walking in obedience. And you are this Amen. is the victory that overcomes the world. We have been prayed for. Because we are not part of the world, then we have to overcome the world to see the victories that Christ has given us. And it takes our faith to overcome the world. Thank you for listening. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Why don't you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Karis Church and subscribe to our podcast so you are always up to date. Be blessed.